Thank you. Uh, Jacob just mentioned it. But every Sunday morning, if you want to get up a little bit earlier, we meet for prayer at 9.30, just in this room together. Uh, we had, I think we talked about last week was our biggest, get- I think this morning was the biggest prayer gathering we've had for a while. So come and join us. Everyone is welcome. We usually try and finish by quarter two, but, you know, it was good. Uh, I also got excited by something else Jacob said. He mentioned Rev Seniors. Did you anyone hear that? Did anyone ears pricked up about? Yeah, I was thinking, oh, maybe we've started something that that I could go to, Rev Seniors, which leads me well into over the last couple of weeks, I've been uh, made more aware that I am getting older. I know, I I know you can't tell, um, but you see. Yeah, you see, last week, we, as in Susie and I, um, along with Jude, attended his high school orientation day. That I have a son who's about to go to high school, I don't know, it just, it, it blew my mind and it was just like, but it wasn't just going to an orientation for high school that made me start to realise my age. I, um... I had a sunspot grow on my forehead like, like three months ago. Like, you know, like the things that you get when you're a bit older. And I had to go get it checked like at a skin cancer clinic and get it shaved off and tested. It's okay, guys. It's all good. No worries. But a sunspot, like what? I'm, I'm getting older. No one else has experienced like kind of sunspots. I think it's the Irish skin. Uh, but uh, not only that. But I reckon every day in the last two weeks, I've woken up sore. No, anyone else experience that? Like, we just wake up and I'm like, I'm trying to get out of bed. My body's a bit like sore. Like I, I can feel things. My knees click every time I get up. Like, you feel that? Uh, and then... And can I tell you what the clincher was, all right, is that I, like I shave my head pretty regularly, you know, which again, I look immediately older without a cap, but I shaved my head, but I realised that I was missing a spot and that spot was my ears, (laughs) that I had realised that actually I was starting to grow hair out of my ears and so when I shave my head, I have to also like... Am I the only one? Boys, am I the only one? That's like a, that's a sign that I'm getting really old is when like there's ear gro- uh, hair growing out of my ears. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm done. I think that's it. So Rev Seniors, bring it on. I'm, I'm in already. Rev Old Time. Yeah. Uh, one thing though in all of that, one thing that has taken me by surprise in thinking about my increasing age as I get older, is that I thought that as I got older, I would be wiser. <laughs> I thought that it just happened. As you got older, you're supposed to get wiser, right? That's what we, we've been told. I thought that I would, like, understand more about life as I got older. 
I thought that everything, everything about life would, would just start to be clearer. I'd just start to like, understand things. Everything would become more simple. But unfortunately, can I tell you, for you younger guys in the room, it really seems like wisdom hasn't just increased because of my age. And it actually feels like I'm less confident about what I know and what is going on in life than when I was 23. Because when I was 23, can I tell I knew everything. <laughs> I knew what we should be doing. I knew what everyone else should be doing. And as I get older, I'm, I'm less sure of some of these things. Now, <laughs> now, uh, now, that doesn't mean that I haven't found myself giving my kids life lessons. I actually find that maybe even though I don't understand things as well as I thought I could... I make sure that I give my kids lessons like every day. Like when we're driving and we see an old building, I'll make sure that I give them some history. I'm really getting old. <laughs> I, we were on holidays recently, which I mentioned last week, and, and, and every time I saw something, I would make sure that I stopped the conversation so I could teach my kids something new. And they just don't care at all, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, it's led me to this thought, and this is what I actually want to share this morning with you guys, is uh, what do I know about wisdom? Is it, is it just an age thing like I thought? Like as you get older, you get wiser? Or, or is it something different? Because I know that you don't just get wiser with age, that it must be something else. Wisdom must be something else. So we're going to spend... The next three weeks before we get into Christmas on wisdom, looking at how we can become wise people, that we might learn together, that we might journey together uh, to look at how we can live with wisdom. And I want to tell you that it's no matter what our age is in the room, that we can learn to live wiser lives. Uh, are you with me so far? Yes? Yep, yep. The old guys, you, you're just laughing at me still, and the young guys look at me different now. They're just imagining <laughs> hair coming out my ears. Um, James one five. James, uh, James is instructing us how to live like like followers of Jesus. Uh, James very action based, but James is instructing followers of Jesus, and we're looking at James one verse five. James says this: If you need wisdom. Ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. James says, if you need wisdom, ask. And we're going to unpack the, the second bit together this morning. Can we pray? Let's pray. God, you are so good. We just sang about your goodness. That God, you are our redeemer, that you're a restorer. And we thank you that you offer us the same resurrection that you had, that you bring life to us. This morning, Holy Spirit, teach us, guide us. And we just pray that, that as a community together, that we will journey 
and that we will live with more wisdom in the coming days, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have you ever spent time uh, trying to, to figure out how to do something all by yourself? So with no kind of external influence, no teaching, you just, you just spend some time trying to figure out how to do something yourself. I've, I've done this a few times. And can I tell you that when you're just trying to figure something out yourself, who knows it takes a long time, doesn't it? It, it can be really frustrating. You, you quite often make lots of mistakes. Sometimes you get the result that you want, but, but maybe you're doing it in an awkward way. There, there might even be an easier way. I, I know that I've experienced that in trying to teach myself how to play guitar or learning guitar. And there are things that, that I try and figure out or I've heard a song I want to learn and I, I try and figure it out. It takes me a long time. I get frustrated and I'm like, oh, there's got to be an easier way. And then I get on YouTube and watch a clip and all my problems are solved within like five minutes. Like, like simple. And there's an easier way to do it. It's similar in, in life. What we need when we're trying to figure something out is a teacher, right? Like we can try and do it ourselves, but the process is so much more simple. The process is more effective when we have a teacher. When we do it by ourselves, long, frustrating journey. Or we can learn from a teacher. A teacher who has collected and curated the content for you. When we're looking at uh, this journey of wisdom, we can try and learn how to be wise by ourselves. We can, we can maybe learn from our mistakes and learn again. It can be a long and frustrating journey. Or we can learn from a teacher, a curated, collected set of works for us so we can learn how to be wise. So the teacher of our shared journey over the next three weeks is the book of Proverbs. So first up, some of you are like, Proverbs? So what is, what is Proverbs? Proverbs is a, is a book in the Bible, uh, and it's, it's a book written by multiple authors. But it's credited mostly to Solomon, King Solomon, Solomon was said to be the wisest man to, to ever live. Uh, but that wisdom came after he had asked God for wisdom to rule. And so God had actually granted him wisdom. Now, what Solomon did and what we get from the book of Proverbs is that, that he didn't write all the Proverbs, but what he did was, was like I said, curate. He collected, he completed uh, like a set of, of wise sayings. He'd collected them from his time and, and probably like tradition. And he collected these thoughts together so that we might have a, a bit of a guidebook, a teacher to teach us how to be wiser. Proverbs is there for us to read and to learn from. Uh, there are a couple of other authors identified other than Solomon towards the end of the book. Uh, we don't actually know much about them except for their names kind of uh, written against some of those Proverbs. But Proverbs is a very unique book in the Bible. You see, it, it accomplishes something 
that no other biblical text really does. Proverbs simply compiles numerous short instructions for us for living an effective life on earth. Proverbs tells us how to live in God's created world. Not just a way to live, but the best way to live in God's created world. Living with that kind of wisdom uh, that Proverbs talks about leads, leads to life for us. And it moves us away from death. You'll see that's quite a common theme as we read through Proverbs. That, that wisdom leads to life and foolishness leads to death. Now, from the outset, are you still with me? Yeah, Proverbs, good. Uh, from the outset, it's important to note this. Proverbs is not a book of God's promises to us. Sometimes we can look at it that way, but, but it's not a, a book of God's promises to us. Proverbs deals in probabilities. Anybody like maths in the room? I know, Sam's keen. Aye, oh, yeah, good. So it deals, <laughs> all those hands up, that's good. Uh, Proverbs deals in probabilities. If you live this way, the most likely outcome of living like that is this, right? Do we get that? It's kind of how Proverbs is laid out. It's not if you live this way, God promises that this will happen. It's, it's actually in God's created world, in His order, if we live this way, the most likely outcome is this. The world is a broken place, right? We, we acknowledge that. And because of the fall, uh, it isn't God's promises yet to live that. Uh, who believes that God is renewing and restoring our world, though? That He's redeeming our world? And it's not until it's fully redeemed that the outcomes of the wise sayings, well, well, they're not absolutely guaranteed until Jesus comes again. Cool? We're with me? Yep. Turn to the person next to you and say, I think I'm with him. Yeah, I'm just seeing how many of you lied just then. Or, uh, So we'll start at the very start of Proverbs together. And we're going to look kind of a bit more topically in the next couple of weeks. We're going to look uh, at Pro what Proverbs says about how we use our words, how we, how we do relationships, and also how we use our resources, how we use the resources God has given us, our finances and our talents. Um, but the purpose of Proverbs is, is actually really simply laid out for us in the first chapter. So, Mark, can you get up Proverbs 1 for us, starting at verse 1? And we'll just look at the first seven, seven verses. And this is the purpose of Proverbs for us. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple. Great. Knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. 
By exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. It's the outline of what Proverbs is. We just read it. And one thing about as we look through Proverbs is there's not really hidden meaning in Proverbs. Like, like we're not going to spend the next couple of weeks getting a couple of verses and, and really pulling out, like pulling them apart and what does it really say? Because it's really plain and simple what they say. So we're going to look more around the themes, like I said. But when we think of wisdom, and I'm sure if we went around the room and we asked you, what's your definition of wisdom? Most of us would probably lean towards or probably think of it as having great knowledge, right? Wisdom kind of talks about us having great knowledge. But the Hebrew word translated, and here we go, the Hebrew word translated as wisdom is chukmah. I've been practicing. I heard someone say it and I, chukmah. It's got a, like a, a CH at the start and a K in the middle and another few H's somewhere. Can you say that? Chukmah. Oh, man, that's good. Um, and hukma is more, it's more than knowledge. It's more than us just knowing things. It's actually applied knowledge. A skill. It's, it's understanding and doing. And we'll talk a bit more about how that impacts how we look at Proverbs as we go, okay? Um, so to start off this journey... This morning, we'll keep it nice and simple. Uh, I've got two keys for us this morning, two fundamentals for us to to grab a hold of if we are to pursue being wise and living the best life that we can on earth. Um, You're with me for that? Two keys? We will all remember two things as we go. But quickly first, wisdom isn't just for the most intelligent people in the room. We need to acknowledge this. It's not just for a select group of people who will be wise and have wisdom and the rest of us, we're just plebs and we'll never have wisdom. It's actually, uh, and and as I mature more in age, (laughs) realising wisdom is uh, a gift that God wants to give all of us, that it is for all. It isn't just for the rich, it isn't just for the intelligent, it isn't for a certain group of people, but it is for all and any of us if we are willing to pursue it. So the first key is this, for us to have wisdom, we need to have humility. Humility. If we're to pursue wisdom, like godly wisdom, we need to come with humility. Proverbs 11.2 outlines it perfectly for us. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. There's an important key phrase that he's talked about uh, in that first chapter of of Proverbs. Um, And it's talked about actually all throughout Proverbs. And it's it's a key phrase for us to, to grab a hold of. And that phrase is fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Can I tell you this morning, wisdom, as Solomon and and the sayings say, wisdom starts with fear of the Lord. Now, it's an interesting phrase, isn't it? 
And I want to tell you this morning, fear of the Lord doesn't mean that we should be scared of God. That, that's not what the fear of the Lord is. It's not about being scared of God. But it's more about our humility and acknowledging that God is God and we are not. Fear of God is actually more about respecting and, and being in awe of who God is than it is about us being scared of Him. Can we understand that? So when we say fear of the Lord, that's what we're talking about. I, I'm going to do something that we wouldn't usually do. We're going to read a bit of a portion of Scripture. Uh, I'll get it up on the screen. So we're reading Proverbs 3, uh, and I'm going to read about 30 verses. Now, the, the reason for that is I could talk and try and teach you, but I'd just be a middleman to actually the words that are written already that have a lot to teach us, especially about trusting God, about us coming with humility before God, acknowledging we don't know everything and we need you, God, to teach us, and fear of the Lord. So you might want to open your device because you might have some things that you want to, or your Bible you might want to highlight, but the words will be up on the screen. And I feel like it's just one of those moments where we just ask Holy Spirit to help us understand that we treat the text with reverence. So I'm just going to quickly pray. Holy Spirit, come now. Help us understand your word. Thank you that you have a living word that actually brings life to us. So come and reveal that to us, Holy Spirit. Amen. Proverbs 3, starting at verse 1. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favour with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then you will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver. And her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honour in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth and the dew settles beneath the night sky. My child, 
Don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh. They will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbour now, don't say come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbour for those who live live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the house of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honour, but fools are put to shame. This morning, wisdom starts with knowing who God is and knowing that God is the one who knows best. Don't be impressed by your own wisdom. Don't trust in just your own understanding. Can I tell you this morning, we are not on a self-help journey. We are are here to trust in the Lord. The Lord knows the path that we should take. The God who created the universe with wisdom and understanding knows what is best for us. The world is pretty caught up at the moment on what is actually truth. Wisdom tells us what the truth is. God's created order. Are we cool with that? So we approach Proverbs and we approach wisdom with humility, understanding that we don't know everything. God is God. The second one, first one, humility. Second thing this morning, and this is a nasty word sometimes for some of us. Some of us love it. But the second thing, if we're to be wise, we're to live with wisdom, it does require discipline. Discipline. Remember, wisdom is more than us just knowing things. It's more than just knowledge. Wisdom is also us doing. It's us doing out of our knowledge. Wisdom isn't just something that's imparted to us. Man, I wish this morning we could pray that God would just give us all the wisdom. And who knows that God probably could do that. But that's not how God works. That's not how wisdom works. Wisdom is a skill that is learned. It's a skill that is learned. It's a skill that is then having to be practiced and a skill that is needing to be applied to our lives. If we want to live God's way with wisdom, we have to develop muscle memory. Does everyone know how muscle memory works? Again, my experience is is very much around like, like playing musical instruments. We practice so that we don't have to think about what our fingers are doing or our hands or our voices. 
We, we have to practice the muscle memory. Am I making sense? Yeah, good. Now, I have to say this, the Holy Spirit helps us, of course. We talk about that every week, don't we? That we have a helper, that God is with us, that He's for us, and He helps us to, to live out what He asks us to do. But, but Proverbs is a doing book. And we need to decide if we want to be wisdom, it's not something that is just going to happen. It's not going to accidentally happen, like I said before, as we get older. We just hope that we get wiser. It actually requires us to decide to live in wisdom. And it requires us to have some discipline around how how we apply it to our lives, how we practice it. So... This morning, really simple, okay? It's a simple start. To get that discipline started, we have to read it. Straight up. We, we can't bypass, if we want to live godly wisdom, we, we actually can't bypass Proverbs as some really nice poetry. Who, how lovely are some of those words? It's so well written. It's actually a joy to read some of the, the poetry in, in Proverbs. But, but we can't bypass that. We, we actually, this morning, as a community, need to decide that over the next three weeks, we're going to read the book of Proverbs. So, so my first thing to you is, if you want to live a wise life, my challenge to you over the next three weeks is read through Proverbs. Can we do that? Uh, a great way... Uh, that I've done before, and I'm kind of halfway again through, is uh, Version Bible app, which I know a lot of us use. They, they have reading plans. Now, Bible Project, the Bible Project have a Proverbs reading plan that has also a devotional thought, um, which I highly recommend reading through. The good thing about that is if it's on your phone, you, you can bring up the app, It'll read it to you if you need it to, uh, but you can read through that. It takes discipline. We can't just expect it to happen. We have to actually work for it. So maybe, maybe do that reading plan or just pick up a Bible and just start reading through Proverbs. Simple as that. Can I offer some advice? Journaling really helps. If you want to take it in, don't just read it. Maybe write down... Uh, soap is a great way to, to journal. There's, there's many of other ways. Um, but even just what's the one verse? What's the one thing that you need to then take, learn and apply to your life? If you did that every day, after three weeks, who knows that we're already going to be living with more wisdom than we are right now. It can't, this is the thing where discipline is. Reading, good. But it can't stop with Reading. That's not the point of wisdom. Like I said, it's not just knowing. It's not just knowledge. We have to do it and we have to live it. So as we read, like I said, let's make some of those action points. What is it that we are going to stop doing or what is it that we are going to start doing? Is that a good framework? That as we read through Proverbs, what is it that we need to start doing or what is it that maybe we need to stop doing? We don't want it to just store up knowledge in our heads. We want it to permeate how we live. 
to change us, to transform us, bit by bit. The, the people who accomplish the most through discipline, who knows that they don't start off running the 100Ks. They start off getting up in the morning and running the 1K first. The next morning, it might increase. After maybe a couple of years, they can run the 100Ks, right? Discipline takes time. We have to start small, and that's, that's the only way. Don't, don't go, that's it, I'm going to get to the end result tomorrow. You with me? Yep, nod at me. Thank, thank you. <laughs> um, so that's homework for us. Proverbs. Reading. Start doing. As simple as that. Does anybody want this wisdom in the room? I want this wisdom in my life. I want to live a life that God has designed as the best way to live. Where the probability of success, of living a happier, more joyful life are high, right? We want to to play the high odds when we're living uh, in wisdom. There is gold in this book. Let's get it together. I believe very much in sharing that. I don't think that this is just an individual journey, but I actually think that we should talk about it. So when we get together, make sure that we're encouraging each other in that wisdom. Maybe you're learning some things about maybe living a more wise life that you should help your brothers and sisters with. Am I making sense? We can do that, can't we? Because I care about my life, but I also as a church we should care about each other's lives as well. That we want to see God's best for the person sitting next to us. We want to see God's best for the person sitting five rows behind us. So we need to help each other. Let's approach this, these next few weeks, with humility, fear of the Lord, knowing God is God, that we don't have all the understanding. And let's start putting into place great discipline in seeing this godly wisdom lived out in our lives. The last thing I want to say before I pray and we we get to hang out a little bit more is that we have a God who is full of grace. And our efforts don't equate to our salvation. Can I tell you that? That we have a God who has done the work. That we are forgiven. That God has done the redeeming for us. Amen? Is anyone excited about that? Like, like Jesus plus nothing. We talk about it all the time. Jesus has done it. Salvation is won. The victory was won on the cross and through the resurrection of Jesus. When I talk about wisdom, I'm not talking about just, it's not salvation. It's not works to work for our salvation. I'm talking about the next step where we can make a real impact in our world by living out a life that that God has planned for us, a life more like Jesus. Making sense? Let's pray right now. Let's do it. God, you are so great. You you are like truly awesome in, in all sense of the word. That in your wisdom, in your understanding, in your knowledge, you created the whole universe. You created us that you know this world intimately 
And you know the best way to live in this world. Holy Spirit, come and help us. Help us to live with more wisdom. Help us to live with more wisdom in our, in our actions, in our, in our words, how we talk to each other, in our relationships. Help us with wisdom in our just everyday decision-making around how we use our resources. God, we want to live with your wisdom because we want heaven to come to earth. Your wisdom is the kingdom way. So Holy Spirit, in these moments, we just want to humble ourselves and again declare that God, you are God and we are not. That Jesus, you are King, that you are Lord of Lords. We pray as we leave this place that we apply the knowledge. Help us to start bit by bit living more disciplined lives. Help us in that journey, Holy Spirit. Help us as a community to encourage, lift each other up so that we may be known as wise people. We thank you for the impact that they might have in our families, the impact that might have in our neighbourhood, the impact that they may have in our workplaces and our schools. We thank you, God, that you are in this, that you are for us. Just pray as we go, as we go that we are sent by you, Jesus, that we may see people become more like you, Jesus, that they may see you and experience you, that we may see more people discipled. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us this morning. Please continue to hang out. I think the boys will be happy to make more coffee if that's what you're needing. I need at least one more. Uh, Have a great week. Please pray for Rev Minis even if you're not with us on Monday and for Rev Youth on Friday night if you remember them to prayer. That's amazing. Bless you. See you next week.